It is such an honor to be here with Larry Kim. Larry is the CEO of Mobile Monkey, the world's fastest growing Facebook messenger marketing platform used by millions of users. He's also the founder of WordStream, the world's largest PPC marketing software platform, managing over a billion dollars of ad spend for tens of thousands of customers and acquired by USA Today in July 2018 for $150 million. He's a top contributor to Media Magazine and CNBC, and he's received Marketer of the Year awards from Search Engine Land, U.S. Search Awards, and PPC Hero. Real Life Superpowers Larry, welcome to Real Life Superpowers. Awesome. Thanks for having me today. Thank you for being with us. Uh, what's keeping you busy these days? You know, just starting a new business. Um, it's in the messaging space. Uh, it's called Mobile, Mobile Monkey. It's just over a year old, and we have over like hundreds of thousands of users. And, and you know, just I'm uh, trying to get the business, um, you know, off the ground. So before I, I do want to unlock exactly what that business is, but I have a question that's like on my mind before that. And that is, I mean, you have already built a unicorn. So you've really done like what's probably the peak goal uh, of a lot of entrepreneurs. And I'm wondering, like, where do you get the motivation to go on this roller coaster ride once again from scratch? Oh, great question. Um, it's a lot of entrepreneurs are, are not necessarily motivated by like, you know, making money and stuff like this. It's uh, for me, for me personally, it's, it's just a personal challenge. Um, and, and, um, so the goal for me would be just to, to see if, uh, if I could do something, you know, twice as big in half the time, or maybe even, you know, uh, you know, take the company public, uh, you, you learn a lot of lessons, uh, when you, when you build and sell a, you know, nine figure company. And, um, and it's, it's just, uh, I think it would just be such a waste to, to, um, not have another chance to, to use those lessons, you know, to, to, to see if, see if you could, you know, do things even better the second time around. Got it. So then, okay, let's then tell us please like what the company currently is. Sure. Uh, my, my new business is called Mobile Monkey. So uh, I, I recently sold um, uh, my last company, WordStream, and um, it was the world's largest pay-per-click advertising software company, uh, managing over a billion dollars of ad spend for tens of thousands of co- companies worldwide. And we sold that in July of, of, of last year. Um, and um, I just recently started a new business in, in the messaging space. Um, it's like um, kind of like a MailChimp for, for sending and receiving uh, communications to your customers, except that we send messages through um, through messaging platforms like like Facebook or WhatsApp or other um, you know uh, popular messaging platforms. And and uh, you said you said something actually brilliant. So the personal challenge you're saying um, is to make you know make it better, stronger, and faster than last time. But you said there's lessons that learned. So like quickly from from this point of view of a unicorn. What are like three lessons that you learned from last time that this time you're going to deliver differently? Um, so one of the challenges is um, a total addressable market. Um, so uh, the, the the product that I was creating, um, it just, it didn't, you know, it's a big market, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of possible companies could use this offer, but, but not millions. Um, so, um, so one of the things I wanted to do was to, 
create a um, uh, sort of a, a software that I thought every business could use. So j just to give you an idea, there's about 100 million small, small medium-sized businesses on, 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 uh, on Facebook, but only about 5 million of them do online advertising. Do you see what I'm saying? So like my last company was in the online advertising space, so I'm already kind of you know, casting the net on a, on a small 5% of the, of the marketplace. Like this, this new company, I've got, you know, customers in 120 different countries already, you know, like WordStream was only, was only like, you know, 10 countries. So, 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 um, it's because messaging is a global kind of phenomenon and, and businesses and, and people use it everywhere. So, uh, that would be one. Isn't it a smaller, um, revenue stream? Like on the strategy side, it's smaller revenue streams as opposed to bigger, isn't it? Yeah. So like our average selling price is around, you know, thirty, forty, fifty dollars, whereas at WordStream it was, you know, closer to three to three to five hundred dollars per, per month. Um so I think that that's interesting. Um another one is um I, I would argue that I did everything wrong. So um, you know, it, it, it's pretty much, you know, doing doing the opposite of of of, of everything <laughs> that I did the first time around, uh in, in a nutshell. But, uh, you know, uh, one, one, one thing that I'm doing uh, this time around is um, I, I'm running it as, as the CEO. Uh, so so um, the, the last time, like, I raised, you know, $4 million in, in, in 2008, and the venture partner insisted that we bring in a kind of a capable um you know, uh, kind of adult supervision, sort of, um, uh, you know, a hired gun CEO. And, and, um, you know, part of me, is curious to know if, if that was the reason for the success or was that just holding me back? Um, and, and you, you, you won't really know, uh, unless you, unless you try it again. Uh, I personally think that, um, you know, if, if, if it was, if I was, um, you know, uh, you know, calling all the shots, I would have been more aggressive and, and more, um, uh, taking bigger risks. Uh, um, so if you think about what I'm doing with my current company, it's like the, the, the kind of risks that we're taking are crazy. Like we're, we're just, you know, we, on any given quarter, we'll bet the company on like two or three things and, and we'll just keep, keep, you know, making these bold bets, whereas like my previous partner would never, and, and investors w were a little, um, you know, they took risks, but it was, it was very difficult to, to, to um, uh, to convince them of these crazy ideas. So, uh, so I guess, um, you know, when you have a, when you buy a car, you know, and you buy your next car, you don't, you don't buy the same car again, right? So you, you try something different. Um, you know, so it's kind of same idea here. Uh, just trying to, do this a little differently. The second reason is really interesting. It's sort of like the reason why you're an entrepreneur is because you're innovative. You can do it your way. And suddenly you're giving something that you built to someone else to lead it. It's sort of like going back to none. Sorry, not from a bad way, but sort of like working a little bit for, for someone and, and, and not having all the control on the steering wheel. And, and I totally understand that you're saying, okay, give me the steering wheel. I could have done things differently or at least my way. Yeah, yeah, but like, look, I'm not. I'm. I'm very happy with the outcome. We we sold the business for 150 million dollars. I only raised about 20 million dollars. So, you know, I we I had most of the common stock basically. So so, but but um, at the same time, in in the marketing software space, you have a lot of donkeys that that, that go nowhere. Uh, but then you have a couple companies like Marketo or HubSpot or Mailchimp, and these are all like five to ten billion dollar companies. And a little bit of me is wondering like. 
gee, I wonder, you, you know, like I, I have this thing where I like to project these big, bold visions. And, and, and I wonder if, if um, one of the problems was that I wasn't bold enough. Um, so like I, when I started WordStream, I, my big dream was to be a million, a hundred million dollar business. I thought that was like such a huge dream. And we, you know, I, I thought that was so crazy and, 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 and um, hilarious at the time, but we actually surpassed that those numbers like significantly. And, and, um, but you sound disappointed. No, it's, it's not disappointed. It's, uh, it's, uh, there's, there's a sort of a certain, wondering of what what might have been if if we had made even more bigger more strategic goals uh, at at the beginning Um, because um, you kind of get the people and and investors that you deserve so like you you know like you get a certain amount of crazy investor that it's willing to go with you up to that hundred million dollar goal but not not to the billion dollar goal or something like this and and that's a different kind of crazy because you know in in marketing most of these companies go nowhere but a few companies like hubspot or mailchimp or marketo you know they they, they're five or ten billion dollar companies and um you know those were um you know that, that's actually what I'm trying to create this time around. I think that um, in messaging, uh, there, it, there's conceivably a, a, a place for a company that, you know, does all the things that like these CRMs do, but through chat. Uh, and then potentially that could be like a, a billion dollar idea. And it doesn't seem to me like this is about the money to you. It seems like you're really interested in the game, quote unquote. <laughs> Oh, it absolutely is, is, is about the game. Like, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, you, you have people, guests like Rand Fishkin coming on your show talking about how the game is rigged and how terrible it is. And, and I'm like, give me a break. This is, this is the greatest game ever. This is, uh, you know, there's, there's rules associated with it. And, and, you know, when you raise money, you, you're making certain promises and you're, you're making a deal a certain way. But as an entrepreneur, you're you, you, in spite of these these rules, um, you know you, you still have to find a way to be successful. Um, I think maybe Rand uh, felt like he didn't craft uh, the terms of his uh, investment in a way that uh, was beneficial to him, and I think maybe that's something that you've learned how to do, right? Like you, you know how to approach a deal. Well, you know you don't have to. I mean, no one's forcing Rand to take tens of millions of dollars like he has to sign on and and and, and accept that you know um but uh you know I, I, it's, it sounds almost like he didn't fully understand sort of the deal mechanics um you know when when he complains about things like liquid liquidation preferences and stuff like that um you know for example you could have raised i think when you when you raise these super big rounds of like 20 22 million dollars in one in one shot those investors are going to insist on liquidation preferences because they're putting so much uh, at risk like they're 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 betting such a big amount um you could have just as easily decided to raise less money like five or 10 or, or you know million dollars instead of 22 and then you could negotiate away those 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 um liquidation preferences um so every everything's a negotiation um you know there is no there are no rules uh, that you know it's 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 whatever uh it's whatever you can um you know convince somebody uh to 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 do uh, and, and, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a much better position this time around, uh, especially because I have, you know, tens of millions of dollars to, to put in, uh, you know, of my own. And so it's like, I don't really need the outside investment. But that's um, not part of the game anymore. Like it, it's funny, but a lot of startups now 
even though they're like the third exit or fifth unicorn, putting money of your own, it doesn't help get more money from investors. Actually, it, it, like pitch-wise, they always rather see other investors inside, right? All right. Oh, 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 oh absolutely. So, so I would say that the, the investors that I talk to, they're a little bit skeptical. They say like things like, you know, if this is such a great idea, like why aren't you putting your money in? Uh, and, and I do. I, I, I've meaningfully, you know, I put all the money into the startup capital and, and um, uh, have meaningfully participated uh, along the way. Um, so I think someone else has to price the round. Okay. So like, I can't just say, Oh, I think this has a, you know, a $15 million valuation. And so I'm going to put in a million dollars and that's like, you know, for one fifteenth of the company. No, 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 no. Like that's not how that works. You, you have to, you have to find a, a neutral, uh, unrelated party, so a new investor who's willing to lead the round, and they might put in like you know five million dollars or two million dollars, and then I might participate uh, for of that two million dollar amount or whatever. I might participate for twenty five percent of that or or thirty percent of that. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally. You know, I'm really surprised about something. Your mind is really strategic, right? You're playing like you're on the chess level of strategy of of even on the business side, but also on the on the product side. And I'm really wondering. How the heck could someone CEO you? It's like built in. Like you, you went to that place already strategizing the liquidation of a, this fictional company that we were talking about right now. And, and, and you had that plan in your head and you had a CEO doing that, like on, on the other company. I'm really wondering, like, you look like, like you sound very like that, uh, uh, really talented wild Mustang. Like, can someone actually, you know, work with you on, on level that you're under them? Like on, you know what I mean? Did that ever happen also? I mean, Uh, you know, I was more of like a free agent. Like there wasn't like a, I wasn't being held to like the executive management, um, key performance kind of, um, objectives that like, uh, I was more of like, kind of like a mad scientist sort of, um, you know, (laughs) have you always been like that strategic, like, uh, throughout uh, your career? Like, were you always like a visionary type? Uh, this is, this is relatively new as I get to know myself. Um, I'm, I'm, um, I'm finding out that, uh, I can see, um, I have an unusual ability to see leverage, uh, in, in areas, in, in, in ideas or in strategies or in, um, in people. Okay. Um, so, uh, just a stupid example, um, blogging. Okay. Um, uh, you know, most of my blogs go nowhere. I, I write about 200 of them a, a year, uh, but you know, about three percent of them will will generate millions of views. Like, like this is just like niche blogging in the field of online advertising and 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 stuff like this uh, and, and and marketing. So so, you know, I think like I, I've done I've done um, you know campaigns that do uh, you know generate over a million links back to the website just from one blog post. And and um, I think I think this just has to do with the ability to kind of see kind of kind of visualize what the response will be like for, for uh like for, for for those those campaigns and and i think that that ability um it translates to other areas in, in hiring like I'm, I'm the people who i hired um you know when, when you have a, a, a company with hundreds of people um you're going to hire thousands of people along the journey but the people that i hired uh, you know, at, at my, at my last business and my current business, like they're, they're unicorns. Like the, the blog manager at WordStream has been a, you know, one of the best hires. Uh, her name's Elisa Gabbard. She's been there for like a decade and, and it was, it's one of my first, first hires and, and, uh, no way that the company would have been successful without, like without her. So I'm just, 
able to see uh, leverage in, 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 in ideas, but also in people. But do you have any is, do you have any tips for that like how to find like the right hire what you look for do you know to, to sort of break that down characteristics maybe ask them for examples just if you uh have a candidate saying they're you know an out of the box thinker just ask them for you know what's the craziest out of the box thing you've ever done you know if if they can't come up with an example well then it's not a good not sign yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 if they do come up with an example they better light up and and be really excited about you know how they did some crazy thing that doubled their revenues or something like that but but, but does that trigger you because the, the good idea or because they're passionate and energetic um i'm judging the the energy level as well as the 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 idea the kind of the ingeniousness of the ideas so me and noah have a theory about uh um about hiring and we think that the most important uh, component is op- optimistic uh, point of view, which has to do with energy as well, because you can't have energy if you're not optimistic. What do you think about that? You know, it's definitely a component. I mean, I've also run into these people who are hopelessly optimistic, where they don't even know what they don't know, uh, and they, but they, they they think they can they can do it, and they don't realize it's like beyond their comprehension. So, so I think it has to do with being right being right. So I, I like people who will take a bold, uh, you know, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll take a chance and where they turn out to actually have made the right bet. Like we recently changed our, our pricing strategy uh, here, here, and it was, it was a really risky bet because like, you know, how you charge your, your software, it's, it's like make or break. Okay. And we ended up, you know, spending a good amount of time, like two, three months. That's an eternity, uh, in, in startup life, uh, in, in, and we, and we changed the, um, how we, how we price the, the, the software. Uh, it's basically, we, we, we we're ch- charging on sends, like how many messages you send as opposed to how many people are in your contact list, which is how we used to be charging it. And, and, um, it had a meaningful, you know, increase in in uh in revenues and retention and and people thought it was more fair so someone took a bet you know and and it turned out to be right and and i I really value that and how do you measure fair by the way as a value fair yeah when your client said this model business model is fair uh well you could have a big list of 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 emails and 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 contacts but never message them and and be charged for that you you see what i'm saying so like it's 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 a closer uh, proxy to um, the value that they're they're deriving from the product. Um, you know, just because you have a million you know subscribers, you know, if you take a month off and 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 uh, you know don't message them, um, should you be charged for that million contacts? You know, like and and people don't even mind paying you know for sending three million messages in a month because they actually did that. Like they they, they would prefer to be charged for what what they did. I'm wondering, did you ever uh, work for someone? Like, how did your entrepreneurial journey start? Oh, it's uh, my my mom. My mom's a was a piano teacher, uh, so she's a genius. Uh, she taught me everything I need to know. Uh, she her her marketing strategy. She, uh, she would just buy a house that was like right next to a school, right? Right. So so like she would just she was doing piano teaching lessons. So she would buy a a house near a school and then put in the, in the bulletin, like, you know, piano lessons, uh, you know, and, and, and you you get like so much customers because like every, every parent thinks their, their kid's going to be the next Beethoven or something like this. Uh, And then she taught me like, uh, you know, 
she wanted to be the most expensive piano teacher uh, in the neighborhood. And, 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 and the reason why that is, is like, uh, there's, there's too much supply of, of these, these, these kids that you want to kind of extract kind of the, um, the value at the top of the, of the market, you know, not, not these kind of like the lower, the, the price, the, the lower, the commitment. So like, I just, I just learned a lot about marketing, uh, and, and sales and services and, and, and product differentiation from my mom. And I, when I was a kid. And then like, did you go to school after that? Or did you go like start like an, your entrepreneurial journey right after uh, high school? Oh no, I, I, I went to Waterloo in Canada, like an electrical engineering program. Um, it, it was hard. I, I was struggling. Um, I, I don't do well in, in, um, situations where you, you have to have a lot of, uh, structure and, and, um, you know, jump through hoops like assignments and finals and labs. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. I, I, uh, I actually have a very strong grasp of the material. Obviously you wouldn't start your own software company if you, didn't have confidence in your ability to write software. It's just, um, I, I just get stressed out in, in, in those certain, certain situations. So you, so you graduated, uh, and then, and then you just started your own company. Yeah. I immigrated to the USA from, from Canada. It's not a huge move. Learned about marketing, quit my job, uh, started a consulting business. So you had a job. Yeah, when when you come to USA, you can't just say, "Hey, I'm here," uh, you know, "let me in." For you know, you, you have to have a visa, and so you, I, I was an American citizen, uh, so I had to get a kind of an employer to sponsor my application. I was doing, um, you know, just software-related jobs, and um, those are easy to get because it's a high skill, like a in, in demand. Uh, and, and then uh, I did that for a couple of years and, and then um, started a marketing consulting business. And, and um, it was all referral, just people were, were, were saying, like, you know, work with Larry. Um, it, was, it was pretty great. I was in my 20s. Like a, a retainer fee could be like five to $10,000 a month, you know, like for a client. And I, I had like, you know, 10 clients. Uh, so so I, I was like making like, you know, almost 200,000 or 150,000 a month as a, as a 20 year old. And, 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 um, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty crazy. I was like buying cars and, and houses. And then you didn't have day, a team like you were doing everything yourself. I, I was just a one man show. How did you market yourself? I'm like a lot of marketers who just quit their job and, um, you know, decide to do freelance work. Okay. The only difference is that when I got to around 10 customers, I realized that this was not scalable and that I couldn't scale anymore. And what normally what people do is they, uh, they hire more people. Uh, and what I did instead was I wrote software. So I just wrote software to automate my stupid repetitive tasks around keyword researching and around, you know, ad creation, uh, just all the, all the processes. Uh, I, I just wrote software to automate that. Uh, that allowed me to scale a little bit more. And then the idea hit me to, to like, maybe I should, uh, instead of trying to build a kind of a, a scalable services business, why not just sell the software? And so with that, uh, it was kind of ridiculous. I was just pitching uh, VCs. Like just, I didn't, I didn't know anyone. I would just cold email them. This was in 2007, 2008. 
and I, I made made around 500 pitches. I got about 50 meetings and, and, and around two offers. So, you know, uh, anyone who says like cold emailing is useless, like, you know, just tell them, you know, Larry Kim raised 20 million uh, <laughs> from cold emailing. <laughs> okay. No, no, seriously. Uh, it, it, it's just um, the, the genesis of, of, of WordStream was just, you know, writing software to make my life easier and that evolved into into sort of like this global domination plan uh, of of trying to be the world's largest uh, pay per click advertising software vendor. So, so cool. you identified a need for yourself, and you figured this isn't a need just for me. So there's potential here. That that was kind of the idea. It was um, I, I would say that the, the thesis was wrong because software that's good for me is is probably too advanced for your average marketer. Um, you know, so along the way we had to kind of pivot downstream to to significantly um, you know easier easier tools. Um, we, we we converted from a, a tool set to a services set. So instead of tools to help you run your campaigns, it was more like a, an automated AI system that kind of ran the campaigns for you and sort of notified you of the changes uh, as opposed to having you figure out what to do. Um, so so um, so that was uh, one of the big learnings, um, but but yeah, it, it was it was a fantastic journey. Um, you know, in spite of the the long odds, like most of these things don't work. Uh, I'd still encourage anyone who 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 um, was interested in, in in starting one of these things to give it a shot. Um, you know, and how do you know if you have a unicorn unicorn on your hands? And like, how do you know how to take it from there? Assuming that you do, um, you know, I would say like in two thousand. 13, 2014, we started, there was a certain velocity around the business. So we're talking like, you know, three, three, four, five years into the business. Um, there was a certain amount of velocity in terms of sales. Like, wow, we would, we would sign up, you know, five, five new customers in a day or 10 new customers in a day. Like these are kind of enterprise customers, like, you know, four or $500 a month. Um, so at that point I felt like, you know, we, we really have something. And then around 2014, we started making money as opposed to just losing money every month. Um, so that, 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 that's nice. Um, as to, you know, what to do, um, you know, that's one of the regrets. Um, I wish we had been a little bit more aggressive in in tackling other adjacent uh, features and functions the way that like kind of like a HubSpot has like, a, you know, they're doing customer service and they're doing, you know, sales tools, marketing tools, like they're, they're, they're everything. Like uh, we, uh, we, unfortunately, it was like, it was just so hard to get to that kind of safe, you know, we've made it sort of area that you, you kind of lose the appetite for, for that, for starting that all over again and trying to, you know, find product market fit in a completely different niche. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You're trying to sort of play it safe and uh, maintain a certain amount of success that you were actually tapping into. Yeah. Like early on you're, you've got nothing to lose. So you're, you're kind of just making these bold, crazy bets, but as you start to build up revenue, and thousands of customers and, and, and hundreds of employees, you kind of naturally you kind of switch to sort of like this "don't fuck it up" mode, where where you just you don't want to stick your neck out there as much, and 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 that's unfortunate. Taking risks, uh, it needs to be like a core value of of my of my company. Like we have to be taking those bets, you know, at all stages. Is that the reason you sold the company, or like why did you sell the company? Uh, you know, so I have like kind of a. Uh, inability to focus on something for for ten years, and and, and it just it was a long time to 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 um to be doing the same thing. 
um, the other, the other, it's, it's like you're building a building and you're pouring the concrete and the concrete hardens and, you know, it, it's, it's a beautiful building, but it's, it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like a child where the future is really unknown, like what, what, what the future will be and, and what this child will, will, will become. And so, um, you know, just wanting to, uh, you know, it, it was, it was in a great spot. Um, and, and, um, I just wanted to, to try something new. And, and before that, like when you, you, when you were losing money, were you getting very scared? Uh, and I don't know, thinking about quitting or any other, uh, thoughts that are practical? Or did you sort of feel like you have this visceral belief that things are going to work out one way or another? Oh, no, it, it's terrifying. Like when you're, um, when you're losing money, uh, m- month after month and, and, um, it's pretty difficult and, and it's just part of the game. You have like 12, 16 months to, to figure out a certain set of challenges and problems. And, um, it's, it's up to you to come up with the, 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 the strategy and to execute on that strategy within that small amount of time frame because you, because you can't keep burning forever. The goal is to, to get to profitability. So, um, you know, it, it's just, it's a very uncomfortable, um, period in, in a, in a startup growth cycle. I've heard the saying that some people are like a general of peace and some people are, are a general of war. So meaning some people are at their best performance when uh, it's a time of crisis and sort of like a, a circumstances that you're, uh, that you're describing right now, uh, the time of losing money and having like a set time frame to just, you know, save the company or seize existing and some people are uh, you know operate at their best when everything is uh is smooth sailing so what would you say are you a general of peace or a general of war we are operating on a war footing right now like like uh the challenge with this new business is there, i'm not the only company uh that that decided to do messaging you know there's dozens of other companies out there and they're you know, they've raised hundreds of millions of dollars to do so. Uh, so like, you know, we're like the rebel Alliance here. We're, 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 we're being very scrappy, uh, and, 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 and as resorting to all sorts of crazy tactics and, 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 um, you know, uh, you know, hit and run kind of tactics, uh, and, and, uh, and, and it's having a, an, an enormous impact. But you're flourishing in these circumstances, right? Yes, of course. Like I it just uh I'm very very competitive. Uh like at least at least internally, you know. So you're sort of like the rebel alliance till you come to the dark side, right? Uh no one nobody wants to work for the dark side. Like like you, like do you want to do you really want to work for like the big marketing software company? No, you want to join the the the, the smaller you want to join the smaller company that that's trying to uh you know, create a new thing, right? And tell me tell me I have a question. Like for, let's say this company again. You're going to do another unicorn. We trust you on that. You have the charisma and knowledge to do that. What would be the end game? Like, would that would that be enough for you, or would like would next challenge? Uh, so one of the crazy goals for, for me personally is to take a company public. One of these sort of one to two hundred million dollar. Uh, you know, in revenues sort of thing where you can go public for, you know, two to eight billion dollars in, 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 uh, market capitalization. Uh, that would be kind of a, an interesting, um, uh, kind of journey because, uh, when, when you, when you, you get a company buying your, your business, that company is validating your 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 work like the, the acquirer is validating the the work that you did but when you take a company public the, 
you know, the public is validating that work. Uh, and, and so like with, with that price. Uh, and so, you know, I, I thought that would be kind of like the kind of the pin- pinnacle of achievement for like, you know, at least for a, an early stage startup guy like myself. And, and what would you say right now? Like what, what's your superpower? What's my superpower? Um, so I don't, talk about it a lot uh my superpower is actually used to be my super weakness uh which is i'm i'm autistic okay so like if if you if you were to meet me and spend time with me like uh, you'd think i'm kind of like an idiot savant um like a lot of my friends and family compare me to like forrest gump and stuff like this um so the 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 challenge is um that it's been very difficult like to uh, basically clueless socially uh, is sort of the problem. Um, but uh, been able to turn that into a super strength by navigating into technology uh, as a career path where I think, you know, this is more, more common, uh, you know, and then navigating away from c- conventional uh, kind of company structures and, and navigating towards uh, startups where, you know, you create your own culture and you're, you're, you're sort of the boss. Uh, and then, and then marketing, I think is, is kind of interesting because especially technical marketing, like with, with, with like SEO and pay-per-click advertising and all this stuff, like, I think it, it kind of combines certain strengths that I have around, uh, you know, computation and, 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 and creativity. Um, it allows me to, you know, create those unicorn campaigns. Um, I, I think it also uh, helps me see, see unicorns in, in, in people, in ideas, you know, in features and functions and strategies. Um, so, so there you have it. It's like a secret, secret weapon is, is a secret super ability is, is, is autism. Uh, I have a, I have a two kids. One of my older, my oldest son is five and, and he, he, he's, really struggling with with uh, autism spectrum disorder and um you know we're hoping that he he finds his way into into software startups as well there's something really um um uh, also the the way you're wording things there's something also that i i, I feel that i just want to see if it's true or not but there's something about the simulation you're saying navigation a lot but there's something about you simulating um and seeing pathways like imagining how things will work out or what things will be that that you that you use a lot, like um, you, you get what I'm trying to say here. Sure. So that's that's my whole theory of of, of um, you know the, the the business execution. You you, in order to be successful in this business, I have to show a track record of you know steady increases in monthly recurring revenues. Like like uh, you can't you can't just rate grow by ten percent you know in one month and then and then like two percent the next month. Like it has to be steady. Uh, and so uh, I, I would describe sort of my management philosophy as kind of thinking out two or three quarters. Thinking Thinking about what are the, the 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 lift items that are going to generate the the required numbers, and then just working backwards from there. So just uh, and and then and then you have to execute like two or three of those ideas uh, because like most of them won't work, but one of one of them will actually one of them will actually work. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's valid. Like, uh, just the ability to really quickly size up, like, um, is this a donkey or a unicorn? Like, is this, is this, this proposal going to generate the lift that we need to be successful? Because if not, like, we don't have the time to waste on this, on this stupid thing. Right. And, um, and what would be like your weakness, current weakness? Because you're, you're, your former weakness you turned into advantage. So what's your current weakness? Oh, it's still the autism. That's it's still my weakness. Uh like I, I just did an interview for a head of customer success 
position I'm trying to hire uh, last week. And, and um, you know, the feedback from the candidates to the recruiter was like, this is not somebody who I would ever want to work with, you know, just because I come off as being totally socially clueless, you know, like I try to just, you know, ask a lot of questions in, in, in like 20, 30 minutes. And, and um, it's, it's, it's very off-putting, you know, for, for certain people, especially if you, if you, if you've never met me before. Uh, so I, I have always have to be mindful uh, for, for like just, you know, the social cluelessness and, 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 you know, trying not to do stupid things. But I, I have to argue that you're not social clueless because in order to be a marketer and to be a good one, you have to understand people and you yourself are saying that you understand people. So I think maybe uh, there, there are, obviously, I mean, I'm not saying that you don't have an issue. I'm not going into that at all. I respect what diagnosis you have but i think maybe there are certain cues that you don't pick up on but in general if when you zoom out and you look at uh human behavior i think you're very much uh able to decipher what motivates people and be able to leverage that and i think that's also the secret in very in very many aspects of your success so there, i've just developed systems to 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 do that it's they're all they're all based on looking at numbers so like the content marketing ideas um that's not based on some deep intuition of the human psyche it's just based on like you know crunching the numbers on like what other you know stories and ideas did well and 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 uh you know then then kind of making the assumption that if we we combine these two ideas together this will be spectacular this is not a it's just a purely algorithmic kind of insights and it helps you not get distracted also oh that's the worst thing like if if you if you make all these decisions based on gut feeling you're going to go nowhere it's 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 it's, you're you're that's you're just lucky that's all so people that have feel that they have the same um, uh, kind of struggles. What would be your biggest advice for them to give them inspiration to be like you? I think you have to just really be brutally honest with yourself about sort of what the the strengths and weaknesses and, and just focusing on, you know, like the, the, those super abilities. So, so just, um, you know, I think the future belongs to specialists, not generalists. So like you, you really need to you know, pick something narrow and specific uh, and, and, and be the, one of the best at, at, at that, at, at that area. You, you know, I'm not sure if that, if that's helpful. It you know. helps, you know, sort of focus, I think. I mean, what do you tell your son? It, it, it's really hard for him. He doesn't, he doesn't really understand like why he's getting into trouble. And I ask him like, did you have a good day or not? And like, I already know the answer because I have like a detailed email from the teacher and he really does. He doesn't know, like he doesn't know like why he's getting pulled out of class. He doesn't know. Um, did you experience that as a child? Yes. It's, it's, this is all genetic. So yeah, I, I, I think, I think, I think those guys like Steve jobs and stuff have, have, have are on the spectrum as well. So yeah. yeah, it seems like, I know, I don't know. It seems like you have to be uh, a bit different in order to think differently and do things that are beyond average at that level. He said that though, specialists, like specialists also has to be special. Like they have to have unique attributes, right? It's hard to be generic and special at the same time. And I would argue that, uh, you know, 2019, almost 2020, I would argue that uh, children today that struggle with this are going to have, I would argue and almost pray uh, that children today are going to have an easier time. Because I think society is uh, almost leaning towards looking for diversity. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm like in the I'm in Cambridge, Massachusetts. It's like the the most liberal you know city in the eastern eastern coast of of United States here. So um, yeah, the, the, we have a lot of resources to, to work on this. Wow, I wish you only the best of luck. Awesome, thanks, guys. And it would be so interesting, like to see uh, your company going public, and then uh, you know to talk to you know just to meet again and talk about uh, the journey that you know from th- this day to when that happens, and the, and then what you plan on doing next. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, most likelihood, you know, probabilistically, it, it's you know most likely going to crash and burn. But um, you know, <laughs> in, in, in the event that the crazy uh, thing comes to fruition, then yeah, let's let's reconnect. I'm I'm betting on I'm betting on the opposite. I'll take those odds, and I'm, I'm and if I if if I'm if I'm right, let's I'm gonna like uh, force you to talk to us five seconds before you ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it sounds great. Thank you Thank so you much. Very much. Okay. Thanks. 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 Bye. Bye. Real life technology. Real life.